Hello. 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 Hi. Hey. Are you listening? Well, welcome back to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast with me, your host, Samarth Kochar. Today is March the 9th, 2023. Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, children, friends, elderly people, people in Canada, people overseas, people in the U.S., people in Africa, people in Asia, wherever in the world you are. Thank you for tuning back in. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. I've been uploading, you know, text posts and, and what whatever I can as, as time permits onto my Substack. And once in a while, like now, and something I should be doing once in a week at least is up- uploading an audio podcast of of, of what's going on in my life, but also what's going on more so in my head. Because I am a thinker. I think a lot. And sometimes I overthink. But sometimes those thoughts lead to amazing insights and ideas and understandings and learnings that I'm hoping to share in this podcast. Now, I talk a lot about doom and gloom and what's what sucks about the world and what's not nice and, ah, and this is not good, this is not good. But today I want to share a story of hope. I want to share why I think the future can potentially be a better place for everyone. Why we are misunderstanding what wealth really is and how we can really create a world in which, you know, everyone is wealthy. Now, I'm not saying that we need the government to go and give everyone money or cash or, you know, free money to you know, go and buy goods, that's not wealthy. Neither is having a you know, two, three million dollar house wealthy. What is wealthy is having access to good food, having access to food, housing, uh, people, friends, you know, shopping, whatever you need, close to you, you know, accessible to you. Because here, the best, the best definition of wealth that I've understood, and every time I think about wealth, this is what comes to mind, okay? Here's how it goes. You're on a deserted island in the, in the middle of the ocean with nothing around you, no trees, nothing, just a piece of land in the middle of the ocean, nothing around you. But you're lucky and, and you're fortunate because you have $1 billion in your pocket. Okay? Are you wealthy? Are you wealthy? I ask you again. Are you wealthy? Wow. What? Deep question? Hmm? What are you going to do with the $1 billion that you have in your pocket? What are you going to do with it? You can't do anything. Okay? Now... I take you and I put you with that $1 billion in the middle of a city. How long will it be before that money runs out? Very quickly, right? So wealth is not just having the means to purchase things, aka cash or money or dollars or something to barter with. But wealth is really having that plus the ease and access to be able to buy the goods, services, products, 
and whatever else you may need or want on, on a daily basis. And what that leads to immediately is choice, right? If you're on an island, but you have no choice of what you do, but you have all the resources, you're not going to do anything because there's nothing to do there. But if you're in a, in a city and, and you have the, the resources and the means to buy, what are you going to buy? Are you going to buy the one thing that is being offered by one person? Or are you going to go around and see what you can do to get the best deal possible? Right? So negotiate, meet multiple people, get quotes, you know, compare prices and do whatever you can to make sure that you come out profitable or in this case, saving as much money as possible. Right? That is wealth. That is the free market. The free market naturally pushes prices down. Okay, that is the nature of a free market and competition is prices going down over time with increased competition, with um, more options, more variety, more innovation. As the prices go down, the quality of products that you're getting actually tends to either remain flat or go up because true free market competition involves Companies competing for your, the customer's hard-earned dollar. And they have to push the boundaries on what they already have in their products because they have to steal that money from the competitor. That's the fun of it. Don't you get it? That is the fun of the free market. Now, I bring this up because I think a lot about cities and I think a lot about suburbs and I, and I think a lot about you know, wealth, because being in real estate, I understand how people's mindset works, okay? People ask me all the time, especially people who are buying their, their first house. Will this house be worth more 5, 10, 15 years down the line? And traditionally, that, that has been the case. That has been the case. But you also have to understand that wealth does not mean a greater value house wealth instead means that you either have higher means of being able to buy more things but also having more access to things and and ease of access that is the most important really right so why is it that when you look at a place like i don't know new york city or singapore or you know uh let's Let's look at a city that I really respect, right? And that's Singapore. In Singapore, you can walk around. You can walk from your apartment building to anywhere else, okay? The transit is dirt cheap. You can walk around and get what you want, okay? That is wealth. Wealth is not having to get into a car every single day, driving one hour, two hours to get to where you want to go. Wealth is not even equal to having a piece of land. You know, at the end of the day, productivity of that land is what really counts. Now, if you turn that piece of land into a, an apple farm, or if you turn it into a winery, or if you turn it into an, a chicken coo, or if you turn it into a cow milking, you know, piece of grass or, or like a farm-like thing, where you can now create product and sell product, 
that is going to give you higher returns. That is going to give you more capital. That is going to give you more resources to be able to buy more goods, products, and services for you, your family, and your business. Like that is genuine wealth. To sit around and hope and pray that the value of a property will go up over time is simply playing a bet. That's all it is. You're shooting in the dark because you're assuming that 5, 10, 15 years later, the house is going to be worth more. What are you going to do? Worst case, which never happens and God forbid never does. What do you do if there's a, a massive nuclear attack in that area? Right? Your house is worth, which you were thinking is going to go up over the next 5, 10, 15 years, now plummets to like nothing, basically zero. Right? What do you do then? Oh, we didn't know. Oh, you know, we, didn't, we were expecting to get wealthy off, off of our homes. Oh, I guess our dreams are crushed. No, your dreams are not crushed because you just had it the other way around. You thought that by having an expensive home, you would be wealthy. But the truth is, you, you, you can have a, a house that's worth $100,000 along with a piece of land that's worth maybe two, $300,000 on which you are raising animals, on, on which you are growing fruits and crops and vegetables and which you are using to trade with your neighbors and your, your um, you know, commerce partners and you're selling in the market on a farmer's market or to the city, you're a supplier to a bigger company. Right? And, and you're making a lot of money off of that. Like, that is wealth. That is wealth. Productivity creates wealth. And every single person, we have to move away from the idea that, you know, wealth is something that comes from consumption. Because when you think of consumption, right, all it is, all, all consumption really is, is someone taking something and essentially eliminating it from the world. That is all consumption is. Now, consumption does not inherently create value for the consumer. Consumption creates value for the producer because the producer is the one that took the raw resources, combined them, mixed them up, and did something to them, added value, added worth, to that and then sold it in the marketplace and then you, the consumer, went and bought it. See, if you... I have nothing wrong with people buying houses out out in the city, okay? But if you're just going to sit around, buy it, and sit around hoping that it's going to go up in value, I'm sorry to say, but homes generally tend to... Uh, like depreciate over time because the materials in them wear off over time. But if you choose to, let's say, make renovations over time, you know, imp imp improve the interior one step at a time, the flooring, the walls, the windows, the furnace, the backyard, the deck, the roofing, you know, all these small things which you do over time, they will add value in the house. Of course they will. Absolutely will. 
And it's not just monetary value, it is, it is energetic value because now effort is going into the house. Well, what if, you know, you were to take that same piece of land on which your house is and turn it into a three or four story apartment building? Hey, look at that. You're turning that one unit into four units. That is powerful. That is wealth. That is actual value addition. Now, granted, not everything is accessible and per- per- permiss- permittable or permissible by the governments because and the municipalities because they dictate how high you can build or how many units you can build or and and what the zoning really is in that particular area. But what I want you to really think about is wealth does not come from buying something and sitting on it and waiting for it to grow in value. That is not how it's done. Wealth is built by producing. Because when you produce, you can offer it to the world, you can serve it to the world, and when the world buys it, they pay you because they think it's worth something. That's how you get something of value, which is the dollar. And, And that's when the customer gets something of value, which is something that they want. That is the best trade, the best deal out there. It it is an actual win-win in that case. But if you're just going to buy something and wait for it to go up in value, like what 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 value is that adding in the world? What? You're you're essentially waiting for everyone else to sort of up the value of their homes hoping that it's going to also up your value, up the value of your home. And that's true, right? In in most intense, most instances that does happen because you know what? Prices go up, you know, there's a nice house down the road from you that has made all the upgrades, you know, they've, they've, they've redone everything on the inside, they've add, added more rooms, they've improved the layout, uh, better windows, more energy efficiency. So that house is more, more expensive now, but then when someone walks to, into your house and they see that, hey, there's no upgrades here, of course, it's, of course it's going to be worth less. You can never demand that same price. So... You know, when, when we think of wealth, we have to really look at what is accessible to us. And, and wealth is always about producing. And producing happens naturally in a free market. Because in a, in a free market, you can decide one day that, hey, I want to sell apples on, on the street. I want to set up a table outside my house and I want to go and sell apples to my neighbors. That's it. And, and you go do it. That's the free market. You go do what you want to do. Okay, if you're you're so passionate about apples, like you know every detail about the apple that was grown in your backyard, what was used, how big they are, how fast they grow, the seeds, you know, the whatever the uh, how long they will last, you know all those details, and you just love apples. You can go out there and set up an apple shop, just a simple, plain old apple shop outside your house, no problems, no questions asked. You know, people will buy, of course, at their own risk. But they will give you a dollar, you'll give them an apple, and that is how trade is done. Having a billion dollars or a million dollars or a trillion dollars or even a thousand dollars in your bank does not make you wealthy. It does not make you wealthy. Yes, it's, it, is, it, is, it is the means with which you can go and trade, right? But what are you going to trade it for? And, and that's one of the biggest concerns that I had with the whole crypto boom that we had last to last year 
right? There was so much like random cryptos coming around. People were riding high on these like these like prices that were going super high one day and then crashing the next day because people were chasing the high. They were chasing the appreciation. They were chasing the capital gains. They were chasing these like these like you know quote unquote appreciation events to cash out and make make money that way. Like, come on, guys. Like that's not how it's done. That's not how it's done. That's not how wealth is made. That's not that's not how you get rich. You don't get rich by by buying something and sitting on it and waiting for it to go up in value. Look at how majority of the rich people have gotten rich. They've gotten out there and they've done stuff. They've built stuff. Yes, they had jobs in the like early on. They've they've experienced stuff. They've they've added value to their own skills. They've learned new things. They've read books. They've they've gone out and taken risks. You know, they've they've put their lives on the line and borrowed money like crazy to build ventures. They've built companies. They've they've created jobs. You know, even if you go out there and hire one person, you're adding so much value to that one person's life that at the end of the day, your business will in 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 some way or another grow and and it will grow and appreciate. People will just naturally gravitate towards your business. I don't know how it works, but honestly, it's just energy. It is the energy. Like if you put it out there, you know, if you like understand internally that there's a huge risk in this, what I'm doing, but I want to do it because it's going to add so much value in the world. And you go and do it. Like that is you putting everything on the line and going and doing it. And somehow or the other, the universe will, will come back and it will help you. And it will support you and it will do everything in its power to make sure that you, your business, your employees, your team, everyone that you work with thrives, grows, and over time appreciates and their net worth will also actually increase. So, you know, I I honestly came here to talk about cities because... I've I've long held the belief that cities, like urban cities, are one of the wealthiest places to be living. Not just because of... See, there's a lot of crap that's given to cities because, oh, they're dirty. Oh, they're unsafe. Oh, there's too many people living in one spot. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's that. But we fail to see the fact that living in a city can be one of the greatest environments for you to grow and to actually be wealthy rather than imaginarily feeling wealthy when you're out in the suburbs. And I'm looking out of the window right now and I see no people walking around. When I'm in a city, there's guaranteed I'll see at least one person walking around. And if it's like a busy time, a lot more people walking around. Not just that. I can walk for two minutes and get to a grocery store. I can walk for two minutes and get to a food place. I can walk for two minutes and get to a bus stop or a train stop. Or I can walk for two minutes and get to a bank. I can walk for two minutes and get to a mall. I can, you know, walk for a few minutes, having cheaper transit in the city uh, because there's people moving around all the time. There's just a vibrancy and energy and a and a natural diversity to the people that live in the city because, you know, people gravitate towards places where they can build a community and the best place to build a community is in a city because in a, in a world where 
everything is, is a numbers game, the more people that you surround yourself with, the more people you will meet, the more connections you will make, the greater your network will be. And ultimately, as your network grows, so does your net worth. So when we look into the future, why am I so optimistic about it? Right there. Oh, like here, here's the deal. So yesterday I, I made a post on Substack on how I think that Canada is not the place it was before and it's not worth moving here. On the flip side, t- today, what I want you to really think about is that Canada, yes, all that is absolutely true. But the reason that I'm hopeful and positive and optimistic about the future is because I sincerely from the bottom of my heart hope and pray that the people in the country wake up, they vote correctly and or take action the best way that they can get out there, get get on their feet. If they have to protest, they protest. If they have to, you know, go and make noise in, in Ottawa, they do that. But they do what they have to do to make sure that the country recovers from all its losses, from the loss in culture, from the loss in diversity, from the loss in safety, from the loss in, in like, wealth. Because suburbs, yeah, sure, you have a nice big house, but... What is the point of having a nice big house if you're not happy in it? What is the point of having a nice big house if you still have to get into a car, aka a metal can, to get to where you have to go, drive for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, just to get, you know, just to earn 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 like money to pay your bills? You know, what what is the point of all that? Whereas if you're in a city, you can walk to your office. Hey, you can walk and meet your friends. You can walk over to the nearest pub and you can network with people. You can go to events. You can go to concerts. You, you can walk to the movies. They're all within a 10, 15, even a 20-minute walk. And that's perfectly fine because you're only getting healthier that way. I think Toronto has a lot of potential. But it's, but that potential right now is being absolutely destroyed. It is such a good city, but it's but the way that it is going right now, it looks like absolute crap. And it needs a lot of work to flip all this around. The same thing with the suburbs. I feel, you know, Mississauga, where, where, where I currently reside, has so much potential. It can be made into a next, quote-unquote, downtown Toronto as well. But it's just wasted. The, the potential is wasted. It's gone because they keep on building homes, right? They're building apartments, but the apartments are so tiny that it makes people want to buy a house now. Like, what the heck? How? Like, why are they even doing that? Why are we in in this world where we're letting people, letting the builders build tiny, tiny, tiny apartments? Why? Why why aren't we fighting back? Why aren't we saying, hey, we need bigger spaces in the sky. We need cities because it makes us wealthier. We need cities because it helps us grow our network. We need cities because cities are freaking epic. And the only way to be able to really enjoy a city is to live in a home where you can live for more than one, two, three, four, five years. A city where you can, you know, have a child, raise a child, send them to school, walk to where you have to go to groceries, walk to school, walk to your mall, walk to your doctor, walk to your bank, 
simple things. We don't, we need to start thinking about not being so car dependent, period. Right? Until that happens, things are not going to improve. And my only, my, my small, small ray of hope comes when I see people, you know, making these, these bold, bold, um, like setting bold goals. Like uh, a few days ago, like Trump's fed up and I, um, I don't know, he was on, on some video or whatever. And, and he said that, that, that they're going to build 10 new cities in the USA and as as a part of his like next whatever uh campaign run and i was like yo man we need that we so need to rethink how we de- design develop and create cities because you know what i used to live in the middle east and the way they do the city development there is really 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 well because there's buildings then there's a mall near the building where you can go shop around do your groceries, you know, meet your friends, do some activities, watch a movie, go for bowling, enjoy a beer, have some fun. Yes, a car is important for sure, even over there, yes. Granted, you know, we need a car to go to work. We may need a car to go to the school sometimes when there's no bus. But like we need to start dreaming bigger. We need to start looking at solutions. And sadly... The solution right now is always like, hey, let's build more houses. Let's go build more houses. Like, come on, guys. We're, we don't need more houses. We need bigger apartments and we need bi- like well-developed cities and well-designed cities where people can actually walk around and enjoy the city. We need green spaces in the city. We need parks. We need clean air in the cities. We need no more homeless people. We need zero crime in the cities we need strict punishments for people that that cause chaos and and problems in the cities we need to have clean safe cities and again i go back to singapore because singapore is such love it's 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 the poster child for this this entire concept like that is the place to be replicating in the u.s and in canada when i came back i was like guys toronto has so much potential it has so much potential but it's just completely going to waste it's so sad it's so sad to see it because it's such a good city they can do so much there but they just don't the rules the regulations the 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 freaking government the people they're all getting in the way businesses are closing down there's no like oh it's so sad to see this happen over here in a city where i've lived for the past like you know 15 years it's really sad but i'm i'm just like please please people wake up do the right thing, vote correctly, and just just get the city back on track. Then we can all move into the city and we can all enjoy each other's company. We can all be happy there. There's that's that's really how happiness is. That's what happiness is. You know? Imagine living like within like a ten minute walk from most of your colleagues or or your friends or your family, right? You can meet them at the food court where you get fresh local food where you get like amazingly cooked organic healthy meals farm raised chickens like uh you know great local beef like all these amazing amazing things just freshly made live on the spot you know with some flavor here some indian flavor some thai flavor some japanese flavor some maybe american flavor whatever that is some 
some like Italian flavor food. Like they're all made by the local artisanal food craftsmen. Like that's what we need. That's what we're missing. We're missing that spice because we're so sparsely populated. We're so like blown up. Essentially, when you come to the West, expect this. Well, what you thought was a city is essentially just people having gone all over the place. They've spread out miles and miles and miles away from the actual city. And the only people left in the city are people who are coming in for maybe a year, two years before they move out. We have to stop marketing the wrong things. We have to start marketing. Having a community is so important. Having walking distance access to a hospital is so amazing. Having walking distance access to a mall is so amazing. Walking distance access to a train that can get you to the airport is so amazing. Come on. Having cheap transit is so awesome. Having, you know, a huge food court where the city, the community comes together at night and they enjoy a meal together. Not like with each other, holding hands and swinging kumbaya, but more like just being in in the same spot where you can see sometimes maybe the, the same people on and off off and on i guess right like that that vision that was laid out for the u.s struck a chord with me and i said you know what we need that in canada in canada we need a visionary leader who is forward thinking who is not deluded by the stupid ideas that we keep selling people these days and we need to start refocusing on on building true wealth and true wealth as i covered in the earlier portion of of this podcast is really about having access to things but also having the means to be able to afford them and today we have neither we don't have the means to buy things because the cost of living is insanely high the taxes are super high things are inaccessible to us and we have to order everything which is a pain in the ass but also having the access to things and we're so poor because access to things right now depends solely on having a car in the suburbs in these suburban countries people in the suburbs are the absolute poorest people because they have zero access to anything unless they store things in their basements as 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 preppers as hoarders or whatever you want to call them only then do they actually have access to things but imagine having access to to things right below your building. Imagine having access to things across the street, right? This is how we bring back the West. This is how we 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 really fix the the broken West, right? The vision has to be community, unity, you know, network. The network effect of people is the most powerful thing in the world, and I can tell you that because having lived in cities for a good portion of my life before we came to Canada, that is where I made the most friends. That is where I made the greatest connections. That is where I made the deepest bonds with friends, family, and, and built great relationships. That is the energy. That is the vibrancy of a city. And that is why we need to bring them back bigger, better, and bolder than ever. That is how we're going to bring back the West. Am I running for office? I don't know. But I genuinely want the best for this country and the best for the people over here. And when I see things not working, I'm going to be the first person to jump in and offer a solution. And if you can 
work with me on that, then I am down. Let's get going. Let's, you know, set up a pitch deck. Let's get the business going. Let's, let's reach out to investors. Let's set the bold vision and build the future that is epic and great for everyone. This is so, like, I'm, I'm so passionate about this because I see this country deteriorating. I see it burning to the ground. And I see it happening because of suburban living. Sadly, but honestly, like, that is what I think it is. I really strongly believe that is the case. And having lived in, you know, as I mentioned, lived in, a, in, in cities and traveled to cities in the past, if we don't bring that back, this country is never going to be the same and people will leave in the millions and millions on a, on a yearly basis over time until there's nothing left in this barren wasteland. If you're driven by this, send me a message. Let's chat. I'm happy to have you on the podcast and discuss these big ideas. I'm happy to share these with you. I'm happy to brainstorm how, how we can make it happen. What, like one-on-one, as a group, as, a, as an open you know, uh, platform, whatever we can do, because ultimately, I'm not in this alone. And I know there are others out there who are, who are driven by the same things. And if we can you know, come up with solutions, why not? Bring it up with our, with our leaders. Express it to them. Make shit happen. That's how we should do it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have an epic March 9th and a great, 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 great week ahead and a great weekend ahead. I thank you for tuning in and, li- and listening this far. I hope you were able to enjoy the passionate speech that I gave today. But until next time, thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.